What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host Ezra McCann. I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago public league legend. He's Simeon, legend, Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day. He was all swack. He's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch all his work there. He is our GM, Glenn Morgan. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you guys doing? Doing all right. Man, doing better than right. Smoke. Man, that 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 stressful-ass <laughs> weekend. Good Lord. <laughs> man, I, I know the brother's fatigue. But, uh, hey, man, just want to let you know, man, our bowling team, you know, we, we won it for you guys. We won it for us. Good. Good. Yeah, we, we made it to the playoffs, man. So uh, yeah. I, I I heard about you guys' playoffs. That's that, that seems a little uh, uh, a daunting task there. Well, if you're the six seed, yes. Because <laughs> you gotta play everybody. It's like Bruce Lee fighting every every boss on the way up to the top guy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we're in the middle. So so it's not as daunting as it could have been. So so you guys are the four seed, right? We're a four seed, yeah. So, so that means you're gonna have to roll four games to win to, a championship. To win. Yeah, there's no way it's gonna happen. <laughs> Don't give up yet, man. <laughs> nah, nah. It's we 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 got an individual who usually gets fatigued by the third game. Now you're telling me we got both four. It's, it's, it's gonna be tough, but you never know. All right. Well, hey guys, we got a special guest today. Uh, we're going to bring in a little later. He is the host of the Undercity podcast, Ken Davis. He's going to talk some uh, some draft with us. Uh, but we got to get started first, man. The the news of the of the day, of the week, of the last 15 years <laughs> for suffering Bears fans. Aaron Rodgers is officially out of the NFC North. He's been traded to the Jets. Um. The Jets and the and the Packers swapped first round picks this year, so thirteen and fifteen. So the Jets are uh, the Jets are in the fifteen spot now. The Packers move move uh, to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers also get the number forty two pick for this year, second round pick. They get the number uh, two hundred seven pick uh, this year, and they also get a conditional second round pick. And if Rodgers plays sixty five percent. Of his snaps, it will uh, turn into a first-round pick uh, mm-hmm. next season. So um, I, I, I think a great trade for the Packers. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And and the Jets get one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and they are officially, I I, I think, our our Super Bowl contender at this point. Well. I, I... Do they get one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? And what he I mean is. by that, I understand uh, you're saying it's late later on in his career, but no, 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 I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying it because of talent. Is he focused? Is this what he really wants to do? Are they really getting all of Aaron Rodgers or just a part of him? Like mentally, how vested is he? Because last year this time he was just like, yeah, whatever. And that team suffered because of it because he didn't re- he didn't build that rapport with those receivers like he could have and probably should have. And once that happened, you saw how much better the Packers were down the stretch. Just think if they had actually started off that way, they probably could have <clears> been in, in a different playoff uh, situation. Um, going to New York, I, you know, yeah, sometimes a new place you get all pumped and stuff, but New York is not Green Bay. 
all that stuff he used to kind of get away with because he was Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He was a big fish in a small pond. Now he's a big fish with a whole bunch of other big fish in a way larger puddle of water. So I don't know where, you know, maybe that's starting out, but, you know, October, November, if things don't quite go right or there's some tough games, how vested he's going to actually feel because he doesn't have any ties to this team. Nada. Other than they're just paying him. You know, and not only that, but the stink of Brett Favre might resurface somewhere down the stretch and it <laughs> may remind him that he's just following again in his predecessor's footsteps. So I don't know. I don't know if they're getting a fully vested Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that, I'm actually a little pissed off that he's leaving the NFC Central or North. Excuse me. I'm showing my age. Same thing. <laughs> right i'm upset because i wanted to kick his ass i wanted to i wanted i wanted him to take an ass whooping with him you know into retirement or whatever you know kind of like the bears bears got the old-fashioned they, they got a little fashion revenge when when cory wooten laid out Brett Favre. we all could sleep a little bit better like hey you may have got us but you know we we got you here we're gonna we're gonna live with that you know ignominious feeling of it's, we could never get the better of him it's not over yet History says he's going to end up in Minnesota. <laughs> We're going to get that chance again. That's, that's just what history says. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's hope. I don't know about that. I think I think he's where he wants to be. Unlike Brett was sent there because they didn't want him in Minnesota right, right away. So, uh, he, was to see. He, he was traded. Did he want to go to New York? He was traded. He didn't have a no trade. Well, it was the it was the it was the only thing that worked. Remember, he was he wanted to go to Minnesota all along. Well, I'm sorry. What are we talking about? You Fuck. saying? Or no, you talking about I'm Rogers. talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, how do we know he wanted to go to, to, to oh to, I, oh to, I, to I, the I, Jets? He said was... it on he said it on the Pat McAfee show. He didn't have well, to say the Jets. Mm-hmm. Did he? I'm just saying he was traded. It wasn't like he had a no trade clause. Well, no, this is before the trade. This is this is a month ago. He said no, no. that the trade was finalized today. That shit was discussed a long time ago. <laughs> when he was talking so about you, so it, so you said the Packers. The Packers told him you got to go to the Jets. That's the only team that we're trading with. No. The trade happened when the Jets made the trip. And then the Packers gave Rodgers permission to talk to the Jets. Right. That's when it was it was it was made. I mean, the Jets were inquiring. It wasn't like Rodgers said, called New York and said, Hey, I want to come. <laughs> New York sought him out. And Green Bay was like, sure, because we're tired of his And then Rodgers said, Yeah, I, I can I can see myself with the Jets. Sure. Okay. And there's a nice bridge I want to buy and Tuscaloosa. He could have just stayed in Green Bay. And then there's a nice bridge I want to buy in Gainesville and Tuscaloosa. What were both they places do? they that, can't they can't cut them. They couldn't cut them. I I'm I'm just saying, dude. I think Aaron was like, sure. I mean, if it was some other team, he probably would have been. I don't think the Jets were the only team you wanted to go to. I don't, Aaron, I don't think Aaron is a guy that's gonna do what he he doesn't want to do. No. No, he's going to do it, 
because there's a lot of I money know, involved. I know, right. I know the $60 million. Is yeah. The 60 million reasons why he's going to do it. But he could easily say, yeah, I'm good. He's one of those. He, he, he's made enough money. Uh, no one ever makes he enough money. Easily, he could have easily said, yeah, I'm out. You used to hear I'm guys go, like, I'm going to go hang out and and go to my little dark house. and I'm going to stay there for the rest of my life. I'll be fine. All right, we'll see. But I wish he had stayed so we could have whooped his ass. At least give him what for. Yeah, that that would have been fun. But I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> Get out of here. Let's let's see if you can. You know, if, if it's just you, like I've always said, like now you got this talented team that everyone felt was a quarterback away. If you're as great as people say, get it done. Just like so that. That's, so that's so that's why I'm so intrigued to see what happens here, you know, because everyone looks at this like, man, you saw if they just scored 20 points a game last year, they would have been 11 and four or 10 and 15 and two or whatever. Like, you know, Basically looking at it like oh, what Tom Brady did, what Matthew Stafford did, definitely not what Russell Wilson did, you know. So <laughs> so let's let's see. Let's see. You know, and I'm I'm one to believe the playoff failures that he's had in Green Bay was a lot about him and not so much about the team. And, you know, a lot of the media will like to blame the team and not really put as much, as much blame on him. So now let's see what, what happens, you know, because on one hand, they can't say this this is such a talented roster. Now that he get here and they, and they regress or they, or they be the same, don't start blaming the talent. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You got, well, you got a you got a top you got a top ten defense in the league. <laughs> you got some some weapons on that side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> He's no uh, smoking, smoking right about that, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, do we really think he's gonna make it? To the Super Bowl, the AFC is stacked, and, and the two examples you gave, Brady and Stafford, were in a weak ass NFC conference. The same weak ass NFC conference that Green Bay couldn't, for whatever reason, seem to take advantage of and rule. So, do we? Do I? I don't expect the Jets to go to sniff, to sniff the Super Bowl. I expect them to make it to the playoffs. I expect a, a probably a ten and six record. But I don't expect him to win a play. He's not going to beat Mahomes. I mean, do you think he can win the division? I don't know. That's not an easy division. It's probably the second toughest division in all of football. I, I, that and maybe or the AFC. Uh, North, and again, these are all three AFC conferences. I mean, you got Pittsburgh, who seems to be in a revival situation. 
Cleveland should well don't sniff the, the defense is is tight. The offense has gotten better. Quarterback is a year. They 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 were crappy last year and they still didn't go on five hundreds. Tomlinson still got that record of was fifteen to sixteen straight seasons and they were a crap ass team last year. Cleveland should be better. Cincinnati's a Super Bowl contender, and we don't know about the Ravens. But if Lamar comes back, that that changes everything. But I would say right now the AFC no uh, excuse me the AFC East is the second toughest division arguably could arguably be the toughest one if Tua stays healthy Miami with uh Vic Fangio being a defensive coordinator now and all that talent they have on offense second year in the system and Buffalo being how Buffalo's been and New England is still a competitive team that's a tough ass division dude there's no easy win there and he has to get acclimated to a whole new group of fools. I know he's Aaron Rodgers, but everybody else ain't Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and I don't know what their, their their schedule's like, but I know they're playing more AFC teams than NFC teams. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be pretty difficult. So I don't think they I don't think I mean do you think they're better than Kansas City? No. No. Okay. Do you think they're better than Buffalo? As good as, but do you think they're better? Mm. I don't. I don't know that that they are. I mean, Buffalo lost some some talent, so they fell back to the pack a little and bit. They they beat Buffalo last year, didn't they? They did beat Buffalo last year. One game, I think they split. Yeah, they split. I mean. But you know they they they've lost a little bit of talent too. They got to get used to a new offensive coordinator, not the same offensive coordinator. They got to get used to the but quarterback. The offensive Vic. coordinator is knows questionable. Well, he knows Aaron Rodgers, but he don't know anybody else. And he, apparently, he thought he knew Russell Wilson, but he didn't know anything. <laughs> in, uh, in Denver, yeah, that that didn't work. That didn't work. No. It, and Russell is is a pretty bit of a prima donna uh, or Donna or Donald or whatever they call it, prima don, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you, you don't get more persnickety than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but they they already have a uh, the fine relationship. Yeah, with, in Green Bay, what's in the- in Green Bay, where everything is a lot less of a pressure cooker than New York. You start winning New York, you find out who your friends are. <laughs> And you don't have too many of them <laughs> when you start. When you don't win in New York, I'm just, dude. It's a different. It's a different expect. And only that, but the expectation levels is high now. Like, dude, they're paying you to come in here and win the Super Bowl. They they expect nothing less. And you're gonna be like, hey, relax. Try try that LEAX crap in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And see see how far that's gonna go. Relax. Definitely is, a, definitely is a different type of uh, yeah. uh, media. Yeah. Hey, relax. I hey hey. I tell you what, you want to relax, bud. Hey, you know, you can take your relax and stick it up your relax ass. I mean, you know, it's just it's gonna be a whole. I tell like, you, New York, New York radio is gonna be a lot of fun to listen. to. Yes, no doubt. Yes, no he, doubt. Man, dude, he he got all this attention, and he was in puny ass Green Bay, man, dude. I'm like, you know what? that's I, I, gonna be funny i'm gonna be laughing my ass off because it's it's gonna be some it's gonna be some ups and downs look 
Are they a playoff caliber team? Undoubtedly. With him there, can they win a division? I believe they are in the running. Does that make him a quarterfinalist as a team? Possibly. AFC Championship game? I'm not so certain. Super Bowl? I don't think so. I just don't. Bringing it back to the to the Bears here. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. Bringing it back to the Bears. Where do you rank him in your all-time Bear Killer list? Wow. Let's see. It's Don Hudson. There's Lynn Dickey. There's you didn't see Bart Don Star- Hudson. Stop, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do I rank him? Um, Charles Harris, so he slams quarterbacks to the ground. Um, not physically. Oh, you mean like you know, metaphorically killer? Not not actually trying to murder players. Yeah, I'm, on not, the I'm, not, I'm not talking about Charles Martin. No, Charles <laughs> Martin. Yeah, I said Charles no. Harris. Charles Martin. Yeah. Um, wow, dude, that's a tough one because man, because yeah, you know, as much as Aaron Rodgers has really dinged us. I really hated Brett Favre the most. <laughs> Brett Favre, it just, it seemed like we could never beat that guy. And the beatings we took from him seemed worse than the ones. Like, Aaron, there have been games where, like, we're in it, and he'll pull it out at the end, you know, which is a different kind of, I like. I think that's, that's, that's worse. That's right? what I'm about to say. Those that, are even worse. Th- those, worse. Those, those kind of take your heart, but it's demoralizing to like not even being like I'm turning this motherfucker game off at like, you know, by the time the second quarter rolls around, I'm like, yeah, this shit's over with. Oh, you need to watch this. It's just demoralizing. Like I still have chills from that rain sleep, whatever it was when they were retiring the Halloween game. Yeah. They were retiring uh Gail Sayers and Dick Buckets number. And we did not ass whooped again to the one yard line. He throws a, 98-yard touchdown pass or 99-yard touchdown pass. It's like, come on, man. We can't even beat him. We got the weather. I mean, it seemed like that dude in his prime, so that we just couldn't win. Yeah, but I, those, you know what, though? For the majority of that time, those were bad Bears teams that played against Favre. And once the Bears got better, you know, the love years, we started to beat him a little bit. Beat him but that a was little a little bit. That was an old Favre. But, yeah. but we did get to him. We we never did that with Rodgers. And Rodgers, Rodgers, he's number one on my list. Yeah, he probably is. Now, he he took a Super Bowl away from us. That's true. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked shit. Division, division title game. Remember yeah. the, uh, the, what was it, 2013? The Chris Conti? Right, well, that's, that that was the same same thing to Super Bowl. That's the same same year. No, 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 no. Super Bowl was twenty. Year. That was twenty ten. That was the oh, year really? to get in the yeah, playoffs. That was we remember it was, both we teams were playing for the division. Right, both teams just, were were uh, were eight it, and seven. It all seemed like the same year to me. The last yeah. twenty <laughs> last twenty years seemed like the same. Year. I'm talking about 2013. Okay, when, uh, both Conti. teams were eight and seven. Going yeah. into the final game of the season, yeah, and and the Packers won to to and, win the division, and, and we choked, yeah, yeah, and and then that opening Nagy's first year coaching, we had he hadn't pulled down by like nineteen three three scores, and they came back and beat us. Now back. we did, you know, we did better in the pack that year, so it wasn't wasn't as bad. We're talking and, about twenty eighteen, right? And we split. We actually we have beaten them. Yeah, we did beat them. We beat them later that year. At Soldier Field, yeah. But 
those two games in particular, those were bad, man. Yeah, so it's not James Lofton. He's not your. He's not your. Bear no, killer. James Lofton's not on the list. You know who, who is on the list? Uh, obviously, Favre is there. Uh, Red, no, not really. Uh, not really Reggie. Barry Sanders Sharp. is on that list. Who? Barry Sanders is on that list. He didn't play for the Packers. I didn't say he had to play for the Pack. I said Bear Killers. Oh, I thought you meant just from the Pack. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh. I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. All time. Oh man, yeah. that's a whole that's a horse of a different color, yes. Um all time bear killers. Wow. Obviously, it's probably you're gonna have more from the divisional teams because we, right. we see them twice a year. But uh yeah, but hmm. yeah, Rogers, Favre, Barry Sanders, Chris Carter. Kinda. Kind of. But I remember we beat them in the playoffs and he was still talking shit, but we beat them in the playoffs when it wants that uh, first or Nine, second 94. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah, on the road. Bear killers. Um, but Denny Green, he was killing me with his rants. <laughs> <laughs> you want to crown them? <laughs> crown their ass. Uh, let me see. Cardinals. <laughs> trying to think. What are the Cardinals? Back in the day, Cowboys. Yeah, I guess it would have to be division because we were just so bad. It wasn't like we had a lot of playoff ride. I, 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 yeah, I want to say Montana, but we we got them. My, like, uh, my, Montana's a bear killer. My, Montana slash Rice. Yeah, you know. Um, but but, they, but we got we got them too though. We got them several. You know, they got us. We got them. They got us more though. Uh, I, I and they got us, and they got us in bigger moments. I'd say maybe a bigger moment or two, but yeah, two times in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If you count and with Rice, if you count '94, the divisional yeah. playoff, they got us in bigger moments. We did win some games, but they got us in bigger moments. Right. Well, the NFC Conference Championship was at '90. Where '90. Here in Chicago, supposed to be 88, 88. Was it 88? The 88 season, yeah. That was 90. Okay. Yeah. I I, I remember that. Nine-year-old Ez was uh, <laughs> traumatized. Still, still heartbroken to this day <laughs> over that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you're right, dude. Far it'd be Favre. I mean not Favre. I mean uh Rogers, Favre, Sanders, Montana Rice. And Chuck Foreman. No, um, I'm sure Chuck did his did his damage. I don't. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't around to see that. But yeah, I was. I want to say there's got to be a defensive player. I, I'm trying to think. Is there someone who defensively would just, you know, stop whatever? I don't know. Alan Page used to really stick it to us when he was with the Purple People Leaders, and then he became a bear, and he wasn't the same Alan Page. <laughs> Um, a little older and gray. Yeah, a little longer too. He had a decent year. year. Uh, Herman Moore. Nah. Trying to think. Was there. Right. Nah. No. Uh, Chris Dolman, maybe. Yeah. You know what? If if you're going defense, it might be a guy you brought up. uh, Or maybe we brought up in the. In uh, yesterday. 
John Randall. John Randall. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of maybe just like that, that, that Minnesota defensive front with Dolman and Randall. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. All time bear killers. Yeah. All right, hey, let's move on to the uh, to the draft that's coming up. We're just hours away uh, from the NFL <laughs> draft. Uh, we were able to talk to uh, the host of the uh, the Under Center podcast with NBC Sports Chicago, Ken Davis, to talk about uh, what the Bears uh, should do or could do uh, with that number nine pick. Uh, caveat, we recorded this on the Sunday before the draft. So there is some talk about Aaron Rodgers in there before the trade. So don't get a little don't 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 get messed up with that. Uh, it was before before the trade happened. All right. So uh, let's let's take a listen in. Here's Ken Davis. Kenneth, how you doing, man? Glad you're here with us. I'm well, Ezra. I'm happy that you and our, my guy Glenn. Uh, Fortunate enough, decided to bring me on. I had to beg and plead. Oh, stop! Oh man, <laughs> stop! Like this. So I'm happy, you know. What I'm saying to finally make this wonderful platform. Um, you know, definitely, I had to. I do it for everybody else, man. I always like I got to do it for us. So like, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. It's like let's get this in, man. Let's get this yeah. in. But yeah, I'm, I'm 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 pleased to be here, and I'm pleased to to see how you guys get down, man. You know, you, you guys, uh, I watch you. Yes, I see you walking around the building. I watch you too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know and um, it's definitely it's a pleasant experience. I think you two two gentlemen are some out, outstanding men, and I'm happy to join you on your platform. Ten times our way, definitely. Thanks for yes, thanks for yes, joining sir. us. Right, let's Wait, get down to it, man. Get, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What you about to say? Go, 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 go. Right, so let's get down to it, man. I mean, hey, you know, Bears nine this week. What are the Bears going to do in your estimation, my friend? Okay, I, I, I because I think all of us are through one way or other. We're in the industry, and when you start hearing the leanings, a lot of times it's like it's true. Like how many times? Like, do you remember like Mitch Trubisky? Uh, um, uh, white when they drafted white, mm-hmm. uh, like you usually knew. Like, remember, we all and again, Laramie Tunsil had the, the, the face bong thing, but remember, it was like, yo, what are like, and it was like, they're not gonna draft. It was already before, like, they're not gonna draft. So, usually, they start to get out what may happen. And of course, we know that Ryan Post loves moving back. It wouldn't shock me if they don't stay at nine. I'm, I'm, I'm a little afraid. I'm a little afraid. I'm a little apprehensive. Because I don't know Ryan Pose's entire track track record because he's only had one draft and he didn't have a first round pick. Right. And even though Ryan, I I I think Ryan Pose will do well. Um, I'm biased, <laughs> but um, I think I think he'll do well. But I have to be honest, especially the older you get, even if you want something to happen, particularly with one of your favorite teams, and particularly this team. A lot of bad usually happens, and I shouldn't put that on a, another regime, but it's the stink has went from regime, 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 regime. So I have to apply that. Now I'm I, I'm just I'm just taking it in from we're kind of getting to know his um the type of player he he, he envisions when he's drafting a guy. Um he he seems like a, a guy that's a real big tangibles guy. He has he has mm-hmm. a, a type of body fit that we see, for instance, with offensive linemen. We right. know he likes, which would be weird to me. And again, I don't know. We, we've heard him talk about how players that have grown up in this area have a little something extra, he believes, and he 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 likes that as far as being fans of the Bears team. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking of one that's a Packers fan, but of course, we're talking about Peter Skaronsky. Right. And 
depending on where they want to play him, he doesn't necessarily fit the bill at tackle. And I don't want to draft a guard at nine if that's the way that he was going. So I would say this to, to answer the question, if they stay at nine, I could see him being safe. I don't know if Jalen Carter is going to be there. I don't know if he's there if they would trade if they would draft him. I kind of hope they would, and that's just that's total fan mess with me mm-hmm. because I'm big on who's going to be there in the room with him. You know what I'm saying? And I asked, you know, our Bears inside of Josh Rock. I'm like, what about the coaching staff? You don't think they can be able to do it just from the type of program they're running? Josh was like, no, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. But I think I'm gonna be here, honest to you with you. I think Paris Johnson, if I'm looking at the body type, and if they stay at nine, let me put the emphasis on if they stay at nine. If they move off of nine, I think you're looking at Broderick or Darnell, your guy, Tennessee. Like, I think you may see a guy like that, or we start may see, seeing them, depending on how far back they go, maybe look at that edge rusher. And this one kind of slightly burns my mouth. Maybe a cornerback in the first round, which I still don't think they should take a cornerback in the first round. I don't think they will, but I wonder about value. And if Mm -hmm. they're in a situation where let's just say they move back to somewhere between 14, 15, 17, 18, or even further, and it's basically best player available for this list that we have of open needs Mm -hmm. that I wonder which way do they go? Because Let's just say one of those cornerbacks slips and you have the next best player with a value significantly. There's, I won't say a schism, but there's a, a difference. Would you mm-hmm. say, you know what? Let me just snap up this said cornerback or whatever. But I'll say this. They stay at nine. I think uh, Paris Johnson may end up becoming a, a Chicago bear. Well, that, that goes to the question. Do you draft for need or do you draft the best player that's on your board? And I feel like this with 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 what you got going with 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 Justin Fields needing weapons and and someone to protect him. I think you got to go need before you know if 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 the cornerback whether it's Weatherspoon or whoever else is is there and you got all the tackles where whether it's Paris Johnson or Broderick Jones or what's the the the, um, uh, the guy Tennessee? You know right? Know right? Right? Yeah. Uh, you you gotta you gotta go tackle there. That's 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 my my opinion on it. I now, want I wasn't tackle. saying corner at nine, Ezra. I wasn't saying corner at nine. Mm-hmm. I was saying if they move back, move back. and okay, they that's what I know. I don't think at well, nine no, even, but even still to... though, even even if those yeah. if let's say you go back to twelve, mm-hmm. if that if I don't that's... think they draft a corner then. I don't think they would draft a corner. I think it would get to where, let's just say, um, Darnell Wright was the last. Like it'd be. A, a tackle that maybe they don't have the highest on, or they perhaps feel that they have the same value on another tackle in the next round. That I think they may leave that that player on the board for a position as far as this is the best player available. I'm with you. I totally agree. You, they're not at the point where we can go like, you know what, we got to take best player available. You dog, your trenches are trash. Right. Let's just be <laughs> like so. Like, and we're and think about this, Ezra, for what you just said. So let's just say you stick, you go to offensive tackle. So we're still saying that offense, our defensive line is nothing as of right now. 
right? And I mean, I, I think that's the way it's going to lean anyway if you don't get necessarily a Jalen Carter or depending on where you think in the second round where you were trying to get a, a DT or edge rusher. But I'm with you. I think you have to go off of need and it has to be in the trenches, in my opinion. I don't think the Bears are good enough to sit here and say, you know what? We're good at receiver, but let's bring in Jackson Smith and Jigba just because I don't I right. don't think they're 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 in that position. Okay. But let's just say taking a situation where we do we do fall back. Let's say we're between as far back as say between 18 to 22. I don't heaven forbid if we fall back. But if we're falling back that far, that means we are acquiring more draft capital, yes. Okay. This draft, would you or would you not agree, is deep at positions and areas where the Bears need the most help in the trenches. It's deep with offensive linemen, it's deep with uh defensive linemen slash edge rushers and it's also deep at cornerback so although we may not be getting that premium player per se at nine or maybe 14 if we went back there or maybe let's say you get to 18 you're not getting necessarily that top 15 premium player you may be able to get three good players as opposed to one premium player in that case would you potentially take say someone like joey porter fell through and you're drafting at 18 do you take joey porter or do you take, and let's say the, the, the linemen are gone. Let's say Wright's gone, Jones is gone, Skronsky's gone, and Paris Johnson are gone. Do you take Joey Porter knowing that now you've got three second-round picks and an additional fourth-round pick to where you can get another offensive lineman? May not be the premier guy, but maybe Dewan Jones is there, and that's your right tackle in the, of the future going forward, as opposed to Darnell Wright. When you keep you – keep, you keep our guy uh, Braxton at left at left tackle, but now you got Joey Porter at corner, and he can slide Gordon into the slot. And then in the second round, you're able to get another player like say uh, Benton, Keanu Benton. So now you get some help on your defensive interior. But because you got that extra second round pick now, or that early third round pick, however it is, you get an edge rusher like uh, Felix Anudiki Uzuma from Kansas State. So maybe you don't have that premium guy, but you got a guy like, you know, or maybe maybe it's the brother from um, Deontay from um, from Maryland. The cornerback could be there at say eighteen. Let's, let's say Joey Porter's already gone. So now now do you feel differently about that, or are you guys like, no, I still need to address my offensive line, but now am I taking Anton Harrison because I want left tackle? Or am I taking am I reaching now for an offensive lineman? at this position as opposed to maybe taking one and settling for one in the second round. I, I think there's a difference between drafting top 10 and then if you're moving back to 18, 19, 20, wherever, wherever you may go, going mm-hmm. that far back, maybe at that point it is the best player on the board. Okay. So you're taking Joey Porter then if he's but that best player on the board. I just said what I, what I tell you last week, man, just, just be careful. You, you, you keep trading back and getting, getting these so-called assets and you end up with Michael Haynes. I don't want that. <laughs> That's true. I don't true. want that. And no, 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 you know, no, no shade to Michael oh, Haynes. Is, you know. Too late. Too late for no that. No shade now. to Michael Haynes. You <laughs> know, late. he just Michael he Haynes. just wasn't a wasn't a very good first round prospect. That's all I'm saying. It fit too. They changed the system. Um I listen, Ezra. <laughs> Ezra, he wouldn't have made it. I got you, Ezra. See, you slandering him. You're slandering him. You have to just, own it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, the problem that I have with this scenario. And, like, this is just you being very sneaky, Glenn. Um, I've never envisioned um, Joey Porter Jr. being a Chicago Bear. And to be honest, if 
See, I have I'd be tempted, all right? Because I mean, bloodlines, character, where he was raised, what he's been through, system fit. All right. If you're talking about a cover two, I mean, this guy's big and long, and I mean that is tasty. All right. And, like I look and right. and I thought don't forget we what we do know about polls. He likes going back to programs where it's worked. Brisker, his teammate. I'm just saying. Good great point. I look. I would. I would say it's not what I would have done, but I wouldn't be ups, as upset because I'll tell you why. And this goes to kind of what Ezra just said, though. I, I, I will combat at you, Ezra, because Jory Porter Jr. in some ways is looked as a blue chip prospect. So you're not just trading back and you're it's not just like a bunch of guys you're getting. He's looked at as one of the guys. He's not looked at as perhaps one of the top two, depending on what boards you look, top two cornerbacks. But still, you say top five. Yeah, he's definitely top five. Um, But still, I think there's a value. It's not what I would do, though. I would, to me... I would, and this is the this is my issue with Ryan Pose and not knowing Ryan Pose. Does he want to be the next sleuth? You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, smart, am I always guy. trying to prove, man? I could find some. You guys should have been looking here <laughs> up under this rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, you what? Yeah. You didn't go to some 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 state? Uh, what's what's the place? Ashland? Where did old boy the tight end they got? Yeah, Ashland. Uh, Ashland. Ashland. Like, when he really thought he was doing. This is Ryan Pose, right? Not Ryan Pose. But he thought, like, yo, I'm telling you, this is what you need to do. And it's like at that point where you're always trying to show us you can pull a Braxton Jones out the hat, I don't need you to pull a – I needed you to pull a Braxton Jones out of the hat, and that depends on if he keeps growing and being becoming a better p- football player. I need you to do that because you only had, like, seven draft picks. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, that's different when you don't have a first-rounder. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you're making a trade to acquire another second rounder and you're trying to get that. You're also at this point really looking for projects because you know, the window is three years anyway, but mm-hmm. you're, it's in a small draft as far as the amount of draft picks that you have. Dog, you have a huge allotment, this draft go, go round, right. and you can sit there and hit something on the head to where, listen, the only thing I want to worry about this left tackle is when his contract is coming up and he wants to be one of the highest paid left tackles in the league. And do I need to go out and try to draft another one of these or do we have a setup where we can pay him? That's the only thing I want to know about what's going on at nine. If you're not taking Jalen Carter, that's if they stay there at nine or whatever. If they move back, I still think you should take one of the top tackles. And to me personally, I'm, I'm a lot more and I could, I would love him to prove me wrong. I'm a lot more interested in Braxton Jones moving over, to be honest with you. That's what that's where I want to be. Um, I think if he can hold, I know it's still going to take it some time for him to, to necessarily to get in line with playing right. It's not easy to get acclimated over playing right. It's just not as simple as, hey, it's whatever, because you're doing it from a totally different side. But he has training camp and preseason to do that. And put someone who has a higher pedigree, over at left and never worry about the bookends, at least for the next few seasons. And you're basically good at guard right now because you brought in Nate Davis as long as Tevin Jenkins stays healthy. And now what are you, where are you going? What if, <laughs> and we don't know Ryan Poles or, or Poles that you said, is it an overreach to keep Braxton at left and take Darnell right at, at right, at right tackle? Um, because because Braxton, let's be you know his trouble was with guys that kind of overpowered him. Athletically, right. he's pretty good on the left side, and mm-hmm. we know he's good at run blocking on the left side. We've seen that. 
So with an off season, he improves, but now you become super strong on the right side because you're going right, probably Nate Davis. And if we move uh, Whitehair to center and then you put Tevin, Tevin at left, that can help Braxton a little bit as well. So you solidify one side and you, is it an overreach to take Darnell Wright? Does he become that guy? Because we, we saw how much Darnell Wright moved up draft boards when the Bears started paying attention to him. And again, another program that Poles is comfortable with because he was part of the Kansas City Chiefs organization when they took Trey Smith from Tennessee, who plug and play with the Chiefs. Um, where are you talking about drafting him at? Let me get that. I'm, I'm saying at nine. I'm saying at nine. Is it an overreach to take him at nine? Yes, yes, it's an overreach to take him at nine. Okay. You should get more equity. You should move back six to seven. Even you should even if it was almost ten slots, I would risk to move back and trying to get because you're talking about a right tackle. Which the run? I'm just saying, as far as me, I think it's going to be. I think Skaransky will be gone. I think Paris Johnson will be gone. I can't say for sure that Broderick Jones will be gone before Donnell Wright. But also, we still have to talk about the players that are going to slip depending on the quarterbacks where the quarterbacks go. Because outside of Will Levis, I think we may think by the time let's just say you if you move back to 17, that the top three quarterbacks should probably be gone by then, right? So that's three more players that should slide back to where you can get your hands on perhaps a left tackle. But look, I'll tell you this, watching a, a little bit more tape, physicality-wise, I may like Wright better than all of these cats, to that's be honest with you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, just, yeah. just like, just as far as everybody else, when I look at Paris Johnson, Paris Johnson was stout, but it was like, he held it for three seconds, but it was like that three and a half. It was like, hmm. right? <laughs> it was like, and it was on, it was on several different. I was like, okay, just a little. And again, we're talking about somebody who moved to, you know, what I'm saying you're mm -hmm. Justin. He moved from right to left, you know. So I, I have to add that factor that in. Um, but if I was going to take down there right, and I'm not against the Bears taking down the right, and and I told you my preference, but if they were going to make mm -hmm. sure that the, the tackles were good to go and Braxton's going to stay. I wouldn't be mad at them drafting, but I need them to get another draft pick and move back to go get them. Because I think at nine, you're that's, that's that sounds like Mike Mayock and John Gruden are in the draft. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? Like they got guys on the board, and it's like, yo, so and so fell, and he's the best in. And be like, I don't care, we drafted so and so. It's like, nah, dude, you you don't don't be that person. And I I wouldn't want them to be that person where you can still perhaps let a team come up, even if you even if you overdraft him as something like thirteen or fourteen, you could still get a third round pick, perhaps you know what I'm saying, or fourth, and still get the player that you want. If you know what I'm saying, and I know that Ryan Post will say you don't want to be greedy. I think sometimes if you can, you know, get fat when you're at the table. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So you, so you say you say Wright is the most. I I, I thought Braxton Jones was probably. I think he has the highest physical. upside. Yeah. Uh, 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 I think he's more a physical specimen. Yeah. Um. I think in terms of physicality and you know the force that you bring behind your punch when you're blocking and how you're able to uh, pose your physicality on another player, we're getting that from word of mouth from guys like Will Anderson, who's like, dude, like that's the hardest dude I had. And he stonewalled him that, that whole game. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. getting it from BJ Ozolari, who's another guy who should be, you know, top 100 player taken in the draft out of LSU, you know, potentially. So we're getting that, not just from people observing, but from actual guys who, who are going to be in the NFL who've actually played against them. And you're talking about a guy who at 330 
uh, runs close to a five flat or maybe just a tad bit under. So a guy who can also move. Um, it, it's it's interesting because for the longest, and this is up until probably this past week, <laughs> for the longest, I've been like left tackle, left tackle, left tackle, move Braxton, move Braxton, left tackle, left tackle, move Braxton. And now I'm like, well, maybe Braxton's not that bad. And maybe he gets better and he gets stronger. And so he can handle the power rushers that are coming at him this year. And with Tevin on that side, you get a little extra help as well. Um, and you make that right side solidified and stout. I, I, now I'm, I'm just looking at it a little bit differently. So I'm just you know, curious minds want to know. So that's just another, you know, another thing to make us go. I don't know what we're going to do at nine. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Basically. Well, five, you're, you're on the clock now at nine. What are the Bears going to do here? Your your choice. All right, Mr. Davis. It's me. I thought he was talking to you. Oh, uh, me? I, I was either trying to or, Either or. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, look, I said it already. Um, at nine, if they stay at nine, I think it's Paris Johnson. And I know later on oh. the show we're going to do what we prefer. Yeah, you're the and GM. Is, no, right right, right no, now, you're the GM. This is it. I'm going Paris Johnson. I want... I, I want to be the safest I possibly can be. I'm in the top 10. Why mess around? Why try to find something when I, I can look at him and say, this guy can come in and be a left tackle. And if if you're talking about Chris Morgan is who Chris Morgan is supposed to be, we'll do that with a, the cream of the crop too, not just the Southern Utah kid. You know what I'm saying? I want to see you take someone from the Big Ten uh, who didn't give up. I don't know if you have a two sacks or not this past season, but I want to see you take him and make him into a better player and refine him and not just players that are projects. So I would say, and that way, and this is this is one of the things too, where certain players would just, they would just fit so well. There's so much worry about Jalen Carter, but if, if, if they could get Jalen Carter and get him right, it would make it so much simpler to, the type of edge rusher you would have to put out there because you wouldn't need necessarily the the cream of the cream of the cream of edge rushers because if Jalen Carter could be what he's supposed to be and crash the pocket then you could just have bees on the side on, on as the edge rushers you know what I'm saying you didn't you don't need an a to do that and on the flip side of that if you bring in someone like a Paris Johnson and I look I really like the character of Braxton Jones I like them, and I'm talking about before he was going to be a star. When they first started saying they give us some play at training camp, and he started doing interviews, I was like, I, I like this kid's character. And I, I, I'll say this too: it's one of the things that I said about Justin Fields last year. Justin Fields did not train to run a thousand yards last year. He was not like, "Yo, I'm about to, I'm about to rush on their ass." You know what I'm saying? Like he and people didn't, they didn't add that into the fatigue and everything. I mean, dog, he almost broke broke Lamar Jackson's record. I I promise you, he did not say while he was training off season, "I'm going after Lamar Jackson's record." Right? And the reason that I'm bringing that up, I'm, I'm using that for Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones didn't get drafted thinking, "Yo, I'm going left tackle. I'm starting left tackle." I'm going to the league. I'm going to be a starter at left tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking nutrition from his program, the just weights and everything. And I'm not trying to diss his school, but we're talking about a school on a lower level. And now he's finally getting the nutrition and the coaching at this type of level. We're not talking about he wasn't at the SEC. He wasn't at the Big Ten and getting that type of money in his program where they could really help sustain and build the players up for the professional ranks, even though he made it in that school, helped him make it there. So I, 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 I I do think there can be some improvement, but I don't know how much of a leap 
and how much strength you're putting on. So in saying that, if you bring in a Paris Johnson, and this is a player that Braxton Jones, that you like, yo, I think he could be our lead dog on our line. Because that's basically not talking about the leader, but best player to a degree mm-hmm. as far as left tackle. Um, and you're like, yo, we could put him at right. And then we got Paris Johnson here. We don't have to really worry about this outside, offensive line outside of depth for injury because we know someone's going to get hurt. If not, a couple of players more will get hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's that one thing I want to leave the beginning of the draft with with something built solid on one side of the line. And we know it can't be the defensive side because you have too many holes on the defensive side. So at least you can say offensive side, we don't have to worry about that. We can spend the next three draft picks on defensive linemen. We can go back to see the players that are still out there that are waiting to see where players land in the draft. As far as what do they want to come here because they're worried about a, a rookie being an edge rusher and they don't want to come, they didn't want to sign earlier. You can go after those plays, you can go off of cuts. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can try to d- make all your focus into building some makeshift line, which I don't think Ryan Pose is going to jump out of his skin to do because he's big on discipline. We know that he wants to make sure he doesn't do anything crazy this first three years, right? That mm-hmm. he, even though he could sit there and, and jump ahead, he's like, no, let's build the foundation, which I loved hearing when he first did it, which right. didn't make me upset when he made the trace that he made in this season to rip it to the studs. Cause that's what he said he was going to do. And I want to see him keep his promise to actually rip it to the studs to see if, cause th- to see if, if he legitimately is who he says he is, if he's him, then mm-hmm. there would be no excuse that from the past regime, something was left on and you tried to build on that. And because you're trying to exp- expedite what you were doing, you built mm-hmm. on a faulty foundation. No, no, this is your foundation. So everything right. that happens afterwards is on you because mm-hmm. you took it down to the studs. We, didn't, we don't still have Khalil Mack. We still don't have Roquan. We still don't have Robert Quinn. No, no, that's all gone. This is all your building. So if anything's wrong, it's on the inspection of you and your front office and your coaching staff. Fair enough. There you go. Well, yes. that, that go being ahead. said, as we look forward you know, past the draft and we're looking towards the season and what the Bears are going to contend with, because right now, let's just say the man in Green Bay is no longer there in Green Bay. And although the Lions are a burgeoning team, Minnesota is still kind of, you know, stand pat, so to speak. What type of division are we going to encounter next year? So, how do you see it going forward in terms of the Lions, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, divisional opponents? Where do you see this all aligning? Um, you know what? I can see the Bears still finishing at the top, in the top, the back, the back two spots. Um, listen, it's it's parody. It's the NFL. They could take off. So I'm not saying that, but I know the Bears are better than Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what happened with Detroit, as far as the gambling, I know we'll get into that. I know that are better than Detroit. And even though none of us believe in Kirk Cousins, they're not better than the Vikings as of right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, just as of right now, I I don't think they're better than the Vikings. And this is the thing, even with, we can say, okay, if, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, but we can't act like the Packers are empty. Like, but before the season started, the only question we had about the Packers was, dang, they, they're, they're going to try to make these young receivers pros and legitimate enough for perhaps to hope they can contend. Those players have another year now. Now we're talking about Jordan Love getting a start, and we have to see his growing pains. But I'll say this, and I'm not necessarily a believer in Jordan Love. Hey, Jordan Love's had two what two years now to sit, which in a lot of cases th- that helped the old way. 
You know what I'm saying? Look, Green Bay did it the time that before with Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers, and I think he benefited Aaron Rodgers to sit behind Brett Favre and to take that in before he got a certain hand. Look, Patrick Mahomes, and I love baby go to death. He spent a year behind Alex Smith. He only played that one game. So mm-hmm. it, it, I think if Jordan Love started earlier, he would be trash, right? Mm-hmm. But I think him sitting, he may be decent. He may be good. I don't, I'm not saying he will be good, but he may be good. And the games we saw him play last year without when Aaron Rodgers was, was out, he didn't look bad. You know what I'm saying? So I can't right. – I think they still have players on their defense. They still have Aaron Jones in the backfield. And Dylan, I believe Dylan's still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They have to fix the offensive line. Um, But, st- but look, they're probably going to even be more dedicated to the run. Think about this, too. Matt LaFleur is going to get to do what Matt LaFleur wants to do now. It's not going to be any, we got to fix and change this playbook to fit so-and-so and so-and-so. Right. And and so and so wants to show why he should be MVP every year. It's no longer that it's this is the best thing we need to do to win. You know what I'm saying? So I would say probably back to I think best case scenario for the Bears would be if they can get eight wins next year would be like, damn, they 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 really did something. Um, And with, with a player like Justin, and if he takes a leap, it could change everything that I'm saying. I don't know if he's going to take that type of leap. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of that. Also factors in to what's going on around him, the offensive line, but also the defensive line. Like, hey, if the Bears are getting ran on because they don't have any linemen, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or if if other teams are allowed to pass on them, even if the Bears have a good secondary, there's no pass rush. It doesn't matter. You got a the Legion of Boom. If it's no pass rush, hey, we gonna get open. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we're we're gonna get open. All right, you can only tra- trail me or mirror me for so long. Before yo, I'm I'm going I'm zagging when you're thinking I'm zigging. Um, so I would say I would say uh, the Lions won. Mm-hmm. Um, I would then say, you know what? I'm gonna jump out. I'm gonna jump out. I'm gonna say the Lions won. I'm gonna say Green Bay two, wow. and I'm gonna say the Vikings three. So we're because, still four. Yeah, and or yeah, I I would say we're still four. It depends on. What happens with the Vikings? And again, it, it could depend on what happens with the Packers, but I don't think we keep acting like Aaron Rodgers being gone. I don't think it necessarily means the Packers are going to be contenders, but that the cupboards are bare. The cupboards aren't bare in Green Bay. They had a quarterback that didn't want to show up, and then when they thought they could re-sign their receiver, who they was playing around with for two seasons, he said, I'm up. I don't want to be in this lame-ass town anymore, and he dipped. <laughs> so, like, it, you, you know, it, 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 that they, they didn't expect – you know what I'm saying, for Devontae Adams to leave. Just like that, that wasn't the expectation. They thought, yo, we he, you know, he going to take this money. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they right. didn't expect for him to be like, I don't care what y'all want. I'm doing this for me because you guys should have taken care of me regardless of what Aaron was doing and stop looking at us as a package. Because even if we are a package, you could have still traded me. You just would have had to trade me with this contract. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I look at it. And I think in some ways it's not the worst case scenario because you still want the Bears to have a decent first round pick in hopes mm-hmm. that Carolina may not be as good. And then you have two decent first round picks to really now the excuses are out the window after next year's draft of free agency. Okay. The law of averages says that Green Bay cannot hit on three, three straight quarterbacks. <laughs> it, it, that can't happen. That San can't Fr- happen. San Francisco almost did, didn't they? Montana, you Montana Young, Young, and Garcia. And Garcia. For, for two years. I mean, Garcia yeah, was, but... was the lesser of the two, but 
He made mm. a couple of Pro Bowls. Can't name another yep. one though. Yeah, Elvis Gerbeck. No, I can't. I nah, can't name another. Can't name another one. So no, Jordan Bono. Love. Jordan Love cannot hit for the Packers. I, I said Bono. Bono. Mm. <laughs> oh no. Steve Bono has some decent games. I will, yeah, I will, he did I will, though. I will, he yeah. did. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, yeah, I still think. Uh, yeah, you're right about the Lions. I mean, the fact they went what they went on a run seven out of the last eight. I think they won. Something like um, that. Yeah. yeah. And there and and Dan Campbell is 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 building something there. This is going to be year three for him. This mm-hmm. is supposed to be the year that they, you know, step put up everything together. So uh, Lions are probably one. I still think the Vikings are two. And I'm gonna take Bears three, Packers, Packers four. It's because you hate the I understand, Packers. I, I do. I understand <laughs> that you know you you think that the, the, there's still something going on uh, in Green Bay, but I, I I'm hoping. That this is the year that they that that the bottom falls out. So well, remember, we'll Minnesota had how many close uh, one score games last year? And you it, like speaking your speaking of your law of averages, that almost never happens where you come right back and you're able to win that many close yeah. games. I think they had seven or more close, or wins. even the games with the uh, the Indianapolis game where they were down thirty was it thirty three nothing? Yeah, and, and came and back came back to win. That, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I you know I, I'm not certain if. Uh, I don't know what Vikings team we're really going to see. And we never talk about the schedule. Uh, the NFC uh, North will be facing the AFC West. So that's that. That's a bit of sobering reality that we all have to contend with as well. But that being said, we're balanced with pay, facing the NFC South. So, so it kind of balances out a little bit too. Um, all right, Kent, last question, bro. I, I get to ask you, but I want to ask you, you know, the, the hypocrisy of gambling. And we saw now that, we see now that uh, the Lions have been hit. Jameson Williams, in particular, uh, potential superstar receiver uh, for the uh, Detroit Lions, will be facing six-game suspension. So how does that, do you think, will affect Detroit's chances of being that team? But also, overall, what is what is up with the NFL and the hypocrisy of, of gambling, you know, <laughs> Where you're 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 introducing sports books into your stadium, but you're punishing players for gambling on sports that aren't even football. You want to one have your cake and eat it too. Um, <laughs> you don't want to um, you don't want to show that this is a soap opera because it's us it's us as being sports fans. Now, even though there's still a true fear, if we talk about uh, Tim Donahue, um, you know that you know there's a lot that was swept really quickly. Really you know was. what I'm saying? It really, it, I I know uh, Jack Ruby when I see one. Um, <laughs> um, this is the thing. One, I, I'll say this as far as how it affects the team on the field. We have to remember he was hurt from a large part of last year. You know what I'm saying? And not to say when he got there it did help them, but they they were balling without him for a decent amount of last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I still think they'll need him. But I, I think if 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 Jared Goff sticks to what he does well. As in, and they run the same scheme as far as, you know, they put a little on them, but not putting too much. Look, let's not forget they have David Montgomery now, too. You know, and it's not going to be eight in a box on David Montgomery. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, I'm not saying like David Montgomery is a world beater, but you're even saying we got to re- think about him in the pass catching game. And where was the fear? Because you didn't, you didn't have that fear as much with Williams last year. You know what I'm saying? I know they have Swift, um, but still, I'm just saying as far as a, 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 a um, a type of ejection seat, you know what I'm saying? A safety valve is a better way, better way for me to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 but getting to as far as, you know, the BS of it, yeah, it, it is totally BS. Um, now I'm sure they told 
all the players, and let's also be clear, Jameson Williams did not bet on football, but he mm-hmm. bet in the team's facility. Mm-hmm. So that's why he suspended. I'm sure they told players, you know, don't bet in the facility. But I'll, I'll also say this. Um, I would need a, a better understanding. It was funny. I uh, hosted Football Night in Chicago Digital with Strobes and Guff. Mm-hmm. And Guff was bringing up as far as the uh, – vote the the uh, gambling on other uh, team other sports rather and perhaps a fear of um, cross communication with players and knowing perhaps having an inside track on knowing what's going on on another team because you may have a familiarity with a player that plays that sport now I'm not saying that has anything to do with this I'm just mentioning it because it was interesting when it was brought up this past Friday um but when you're sitting that's anybody though I I totally agree with you I could be I can know the trainer right so but it would, but you know what? It wouldn't matter. As, I'll say this: it wouldn't matter as much because you don't work for me. As far as and, and even though it's the front-facing thing, I would say in that excuse where it's uh, like, yeah, but you're the player, and it's like this. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just mentioning what what came yeah, across. Yeah, it. I um, but I'll say this part: I think that's unfair if it's because it's in the team facility. Um, and even if you told the players not to, I think the players shouldn't. But it's one of those things. If you're telling them they can play, they can bet, and and they're sitting there and they're spending all their time there, I think it's unfair. But he did it. Let me also say this: if, and I'm sure he's been told not to do it. If he did it anyway, he has to pay the piper. You know, like that's just the truth of the matter. If you're told, listen, you can gamble, just don't do it on the team facility, and you did it anyway. He has to pay the piper, and they're making him pay the piper. Is it is it fair when you're talking about, and as you brought it up, these teams building sports books at the stadium, right? But I'll say this, Ezra. You're not going to walk up to win in, in Soldier Field or Bears Kingdom out in Arlington Heights. <laughs> you're not going to walk up to the sports book and see uh, uh, DJ Moore in some gym shoes with the number two jersey trying to get a bet in real quick before the game starts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, hold on. I know I got to go. I'm just trying to I get gotta, this I in. I got to get this in. It's hot. I'm feeling hot today, right? So that, so I, I, it's like, so when we're trying to also be like, well, y'all, you guys are wrong from doing this. They set the parameters and you work for them. Like that, we all live in that world. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless I work for myself, and that's the benefit of working for myself. I get to do what I wish whenever I wish to, for the most part, as long as it's legal. Um, you work for them. And if they told you not to bet in the facility, you did it anyway. You got to pay the piper. And the last part, I'll say this. They're also trying to, because let's let's be honest, more players did it than just these players. But what they're doing is they're trying to sit there and use them to 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 to. They take the guillotine in the middle of the town square to make sure <laughs> and anybody else is afraid from doing it in the future. You see Eric Carroll's, everybody who didn't watch Webster, you're not young enough. See Paul Horning. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. hey, we're going we to use these guys to let you know and use these names. Because also this thing, too, I hate to say it, they needed a name. You know, because yeah. if, if all fairness, if they didn't have any name, we would care. We wouldn't care as much. You know what I'm saying? Right. When, when you're sitting there and you're looking at Calvin, whatever really it was, it was Calvin really. Calvin, Calvin, yeah. All right, but you're looking at you're looking at Calvin really. They got a name. It's like we all knew who Calvin really was, even if he was out last year. They got a name, so you know he had to be. You know what I'm saying? The face of this, this don't do this in the facility. That's what the the lesson they're trying to teach. But you know the difference is between you know Paul Horning and and Alex uh, Alex Karras and and uh, back then sports gambling was illegal. Was illegal. 
Yeah, and, and they were probably dealing with a bookie that was an undesirable, right? Great <laughs> yeah. point. I think it's on I your it's on your phone under- now. Right. And I'll say this stuff to you. I still think the people that are running those things to a certain degree, maybe well, you know what? I won't say that. <laughs> no, I won't say you that. know too, you know too many of them. I won't I won't you know yeah, too, have to do too many reads. You didn't you didn't yeah. say that. Even, you, didn't say that. you didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Davis. Host of the Undercenter Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Good stuff. And where where can we catch you? Uh, you can catch me on the Undercenter Podcast. Haven't done in a minute. Uh, check out that Davis show. You guys are going to have to join me for some shenanigans over there. When I start putting episodes up and doing more of my independent stuff, I've been too busy working. Um, you could catch me tomorrow, well, Wednesday show at 5.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Chicago. So that's wherever you watch your Bulls, your Sox, your Blackhawks. This always runs, even at not, at, not that day, they run them often. Um, also, this draft, I'm on the digital side of the draft coverage. Um, we're going to do like 90 minutes. We're going to have a pre-show hosted by Lawrence Holmes. I believe Lance Briggs will be involved. He'll also do a post-show. We'll be in the middle doing digital, me, Alex Shapiro, Layla Rahimi, Lawrence, a host of people coming in and out, uh, talking about the different draft picks, you know what I'm saying, that every team chooses, not just the Bears, for this uh, first round of this upcoming. This Christmas. If you love it, it's That's Christmas it. time. All That's right. It. All right. This is this time we live for, and I uh, appreciate you good gentlemen bringing me on, and I look forward to joining you guys in the future. My man. Most, most definitely. So yeah, we like to uh, thank Ken Davis for uh, for stopping by with us. That was uh, some good conversation there. Uh, he went with uh, Paris Johnson uh, with if the Bears stay at number nine. Uh, so I guess we should give give what we think uh, the Bears should do. Smoke, we'll start with you. What do you think the Bears are going to do at nine? Uh, I'm thinking they're going to – this is if they keep it, right? Basically, yeah. we're yeah. assuming they're keeping the pick. Um, I think they go safe pick and just go with Paris Johnson. Also, uh, I think he'll be the safest pick at that at that position, if available. Assuming he's available. If he's not um, available. If he's not available. Hmm. He may not be. The scuttlebutt is out now. Hmm. Maybe Broderick Jones, maybe. So you're sticking you know, office. office I, th- line I think they stick O line. Uh, I think they stick O line. Um, I'm. It's still gonna be intriguing if if Jalen Carter's there to to pass on him, but I think they will. I think they will if he's there. So I'm gonna say Paris Johnson, and if gone, Broderick Jones. That's that's my. Uh, Stay O line. O line. I think I'm with you there. Uh, I like Paris Johnson at nine. Uh, I guess I agree with agree with where you can and smoke there. Um, if he's not there, um, I like Broderick Jones. I like Darnell Wright. Um, I'm a big believer in in. Taking the the player that 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 you have at uh, uh, on the board, and is of need, so uh, it's got to it's got to be O line. It's got to be tackle at that at that point. So Paris Johnson is my pick at nine. Glenn, I know you you've been hearing about Paris Johnson possibly 
going top five now. Yeah, uh, maybe even top three. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. Yeah, there's some scuttlebutt that he may be going to uh, Arizona that Kyler Murray really likes him. And seeing as how Kyler Murray's really hurt right now, <laughs> um, they, they might be listening to him saying, I need protection. Um, now, why Paris Johnson as opposed to Skaronsky or anybody else that I don't know? Um, but I, I got a feeling, man, the top of this draft, the top seven picks, it's going to be more movement in the top seven that we've seen in quite some time, I think, potentially. I do, or if not movement, it's a lot of like, what? <gasps> wow, really? Type kind of picks. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, they say the draft really starts to get going when, you know, that, that pick that makes you go, ooh, a while happens. Well, that, that shit might happen in the second second pick. <laughs> it might happen real early. Uh, I think the Texans and the Colts possibly are not going to draft a quarterback and are looking toward next season. Um. Uh, so I'm saying they unofficially. So they're going to wait. So you think they're going to wait? Wait one more year? I don't think they're as. There's no consensus on any of these quarterbacks. They even if you like Bryce, if you like Stroud, there's no consensus. When I say there's no consensus, I mean I'm not even saying that's like 80 20, 70 30. It's more like 52 48. You know, um, and then the other two have been noted as projects, and I don't know if people like Will Levis. You know, like I don't know if he's too like Carson Wentz-like in attitude as well as, you know, skill set. Um, but I, obviously Anthony Richardson is at least developed of the four of them. And Hendon Hooker is coming off of an injury, plus his questions as to the system he was in seemed to be too quarterback friendly. doesn't really translate into the NFL. Think back to some of those teams like Oregon and Houston where those guys are putting up crazy numbers, get to the pros, and those quarterbacks just did, couldn't do anything. You know the Andre Wares of the world, the Joey Harrington. So, but isn't him, that uh, isn't that Patrick Mahomes though? Yeah, but hey, there's always an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Texas Tech. Because that's what they too. were saying too, right? Because that's and that's what I thought. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I can't trust them. Oops, <laughs> you know. So, and, you know, I'm not saying Hendon Hooker can't play. I, I'm biased. I'll admit it. Um, I, I do agree, however, that that system is very. Uh, quarterback friendly works well in college, but the other things I think Hendon brings to the table: uh, poise, uh, leadership, uh, consistency, um, an ability to read, or at least you know be able to function, you know, uh, create creatively uh, during game when things break down. But again, like I said, I'm a bit biased. So all that to say, going back to Texans and the Colts, I think they're looking at saying Caleb Williams and possibly uh, Drake. Um, Mays. Thank you, Drake Mays from North Carolina. Um, don't forget about Michael Penix out in Washington. He threw for four thousand yards last year. Uh, got a pretty good touchdown interception ratio, and he'll have like his sixth season in college, so he's seasoned. Um, and Spencer Rattler really did well towards the end of last year. Uh, you got Van Dyke still from uh, Miami, who's going to be coming out. You got the kid as uh, a Cade. Uh, the kid, I kept kid from Texas. I can't remember his last name. You know, he may be coming out. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks. Um, some guys who are like seniors. You know, the kid from Wake Forest. So, 
even if they don't get a quarterback, say, in the first round, a lot of these guys may still be available in the second round. And they may be saying some of these guys coming out next year, even the ones who may not be first-round quarterbacks, maybe even a second round, they're they're no worse than the guys that, you know, you have here this year with Levis and Richardson to the point that taking Will Anderson for the Texans probably makes more sense going forward. The Texans are a relatively young team, an undeveloped team. Uh, the quarterback, you know, to get the quarterback now, you may be wasting a year possibly of that quarterback salary, so to speak. Um, that they, they gives you that flexibility that you're looking for. Um, they're getting a little bit long on the tooth on the defensive edge area. D'Amico Ryans is a defensive coordinator. Um, so drafting Will Anderson, you know, he's looking at it as you, maybe you're my Joey Bosa, so to speak. Uh, you look at the Colts. Like I told you guys before, the Colts have tanked. They've tanked twice. We've seen them in the past. It has worked both times for them. I can see management being in line with, uh, you know, the owner being in line yeah. with the, the front it office. All, it almost worked for them. Well, the it, no, it, it worked in the sense that you got who you wanted, and it wasn't. It didn't fail because he wasn't good. It just failed because his his body gave out, and he was like enough of this abuse. But he, you know, it, you know, he was worth you know, the, the, the price of a mission, you know, they got to an AFC championship game. So it wasn't like they didn't have any successes with him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, try it again and let's see, we know how, you know, they've, they've done it before. So maybe they take Tyree Wilson and at the Colts, their, their window is, is, is shortening, but it's still a relatively decent window. They're not an old team at all. So I'm just saying, I wouldn't be shocked if those guys, you know, don't take quarterbacks. And if that happens, now that just really pushes quarterbacks down a little bit into the middle of the draft, which pushes everybody else around. So all those things you thought you might be getting could be all moving around. And guys maybe starting to move up and make trades because now all of a sudden, maybe, you know, Tampa Bay's like, hey, maybe we can get Will Levis. Or the mm-hmm. Titans would be like, hey, maybe we can get Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, or whatever the case might be. So, but to answer your question, with the Bears at number nine, <laughs> um, I think the Bears, I know you said if they don't trade down, I think the Bears take Darnell Wright. But I think they're still going to trade down to do that. But Darnell Wright seems to be odds-on favorite to be that first right tackle, like, like you know. That's the tackle out of Tennessee, right? Out of Tennessee, yeah. And I I'm hearing other teams really wax poetically about him. Like I was watching a Washington feed and they were like, oh, please let him be there at 16. Please let him be there. Oh, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. Like salivating to get him because of his ability to, you know, run block, pass block, big dude, agile, kind of a dancing bear, um, strong hands. It was a really good – uh, puller. Yeah, he's excellent. He pulled, he pulled uh, a lot. Yeah, he's excellent on the move. And with a quarterback, yeah. quarterback like Justin, you want you could have two athletic uh, bookends with Braxton and uh, Darnell Wright. So I think the Bears take him, even if you know it's kind of like you know don't even mess around because if you trade down, he might not be there. So I think the Bears take Darnell Wright. What's the what's the uh, the furthest you think the Bears are able to go? Fourteen. If they trade down. 
I think 14. They'll settle somewhere between 11 and 14. It won't be with the pack, obviously. I don't think it'll be with the Jets because the Jets could turn right around and draft Darnell. So I think they would go right in front of the Jets, which would be 14 with the Pats. I think 14 is as far as they want to go down. And the Pats might want to move up, say, to draft Luke Van Ness before, say, the Texans do. You know, maybe the Texans want to have two bookend defensive ends. Luke Van, Luke Van Ness has some inside alignment versatility as well. But New England might want him because New England plays a lot of different fronts. And Luke Van Ness has that kind of, you know, flexibility inside, outside, um, athleticism and that could be intriguing. So maybe that could be, or maybe Devin Weatherspoon might be available if he, if he hasn't, uh, if he hasn't been drafted before nine and, and they might want to do that, but there's a lot of cornerbacks. I can see Jordan Porter going to new England and them being okay with that too. So, but you know, like we always say, you got to have a partner. So, uh, whether or not the Bears trade down or not, I think they're still going to target Darnell Wright. I think I think Van Ness has been sending that that link of the play against uh, Peter Skaronski. I, I finally I finally found somebody. I was watching. I said someone finally played. I said thank you yeah, <laughs> because yeah. how does this not? I keep hearing oh Skaronski's a technician and Skaronski he's nasty. And he he moves people around. And he's always said he's never out of position. I'm like, well, I wouldn't say never. Because he was struggling oh, against Ben. And you, it wasn't just that play. Did you show David Hall that? <laughs> I, I think I did. I think I did. I was like, dude, I don't know about this kid. Um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, I, I think 14 is a possibility. Maybe the Titans might want to move up if if they think they can get um a quarterback if it's let's say um Will Lovis hasn't been taken. I I I guess they really soured on Malik. Because I I don't know I just guy hadn't had much chance but Malik's you know Malik's numbers look like look like Anthony Richardson's career numbers at Florida like fifty something completion percentage you know but he didn't play a lot of games so only been one year though I do yeah. it was like three games I, I don't hold it against them but but um, so yeah man this draft I think dude you're gonna see a lot of zaniness in that first round bro. All right, well, we'll we'll see. Just hours away. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Hey, last thing before we before we get out of here, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about Deion Sanders while he was at Jackson State, and then his move over to Colorado. I'm sorry, his son might be coming out next year too. Shadur, that's another quarterback. I'm as a sorry. junior, yeah, you can come out as a junior. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, you think he would? He would come out, dude. If he has a killer year in Colorado, why stay? All right, well, all right. So they had the spring game over over this past weekend, and uh, it was televised on ESPN, and it was sold out. Everybody was there, and it was a big celebration. And then 24 hours later, 15 players <laughs> into the portal out of Colorado. Now, these are all players that uh, were on last year's 1-11 team. Um but that just seems a little it seems a little odd to me, you know, that that these guys would wait through the spring yeah. um um you know to 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 show out for these coaches and then bolt. That So what are you saying? Um is is everything right at Colorado right now? That's 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 gotta be the the the, the question there right now. 
I think that says it isn't, right? One of the players, uh, uh, Montana Lamonius Craig, um, who was there. I guess he was there, (laughs) one of their leading receivers last season. And in the spring game, uh, caught three passes for 154 yards, including a 98-yard touchdown uh, in the game from Shador Sanders. Uh, it looked like everything was clicking there, and he's decided to uh, to go into the portal. Um, I, I I just find it weird. I guess I that know. MCL tore his self away from Colorado. I couldn't help, but I was trying to make a ligament joke. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you said all of them are guys that were there. Yeah, they were there before. Previous. And, and yeah, Dion did so. say when he got there, uh, <laughs> hit that portal. <laughs> but but you know what? But but it puts them in a bad spot because just because you get the portal doesn't mean somebody's going to take you. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to be in another team. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm sure he will. I mean, all right. Yeah, him. But, yeah. Uh, you know, 10, 12 of them may, you know, may be struggling or not really. But I'm know. saying, so, though, that, that, that tells me things are so bad that you just right. want to take that risk right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be really bad. Or they noticed some rules being that broken. Was, that was the opportunity to showcase, to showcase, to showcase yourself. And you probably wanted to leave from jump, but wasn't really known. Now you're on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. They're showing you your 98 yard touchdown. May open some eyes, so yeah, I don't know. As for, for him, I get that, and yeah. he was a I think he was a four star recruit coming out of high school. Um, and he's got a couple years of, of eligibility, uh, no, 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 I can't talk eligibility left, but uh, the rest of the guys, though, I don't know if they were necessarily being showcased <laughs> in that game. I mean, it was a spring game, yeah. wasn't you know, wasn't much going on, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how good this team is to begin I, with. Yeah, it's hard. Did any of you guys it's watch hard, it? It's at hard all? to see. I, I, I see watched. It. I watched. Uh, I watched from the second quarter on. And what you think? I mean, you don't. You don't know the way. The way they split it up, it was the offense against the defense. Right. So it wasn't like you know in most spring games, it's you know one team against another. They just went offense defense. So I don't you don't know who was in at a particular time. You know, was right. it first team, second team, was it a mix of players? We don't know. Um but that's, that's real suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I just find I just find it curious um uh, that this many this many guys are leaving. I guess 31 players have entered the portal since April 15th for the for Colorado. Wow. Is that like a record? Oh, wow. <laughs> I know Tennessee lost like 26 or whatever in Heifel's first year. But damn, 31? That's in this um, month. In this, yeah, yeah. That number wow. might get higher. I think we have enough team. Yeah, Shadur definitely might be leaving after this year. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just something, just something to look at. We'll 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 see what happens here. And first game uh, for them is against TCU. They got a tough schedule, man. It's going it's going to be rough. I just hope people don't aren't expecting this to be a, a complete turnaround in one year. Can't. Of There's course no they way. are. 
No, but no way are. that can happen. No way. Coach Smoke, it is official. The Brick City Classic, Grandma State versus Hampton, September 2nd in Harrison, New Jersey. So uh can't wait for that one, buddy. Yes, can't sir. Wait. That'll be good. That'll be good. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you also to Ken Davis, the Undersitting Podcast. Go take a listen to that. Those guys are great. Glenn, you're on there sometimes, right? Well, from time to time. And, hey, yeah. this Thursday draft show, NBC Sports Chicago has a pre-draft show. Uh, then during the draft itself, there'll be some live streaming Various guests, you'll truly be one of those guests on there to talk about the draft as it's happening. And then once the Bears have made their pick, wherever that is, uh, we'll have a post-draft uh, show, probably after Sox game is over, Sox post. But uh, And I will, yours truly, again, will be a part of that post-draft show uh, doing breakdowns, trying to figure out uh, how this, how what the Bears did uh, is going to work going forward, maybe even uh, some speculation towards some of the divisional opponents as well. Smoke, he's making us legitimate, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. Yo, Glenn. Yes, sir. <laughs> Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say. We ain't saying we're right. We just don't want to be Aaron Rodgers wrong. We'll see you next week. Oh. Oh. Oh.